welcome to Fur What It's Worth. An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. And now, two fools who want all the gluten in their cookies, Rue and Tugs. Who wants gluten? Gluten? Your glutes. Who doesn't? Gluten's delicious. I love that. You know what? I love gluten because my dick doesn't fly off. I've <laughs> <sighs> been eating gluten my whole life and I still got it. <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> oh, baby, he's got it. This is terrible. Well, welcome to For What It's Worth, everyone. We have an amazing topic that we're going to be talking about today, and it's nothing. It's open topic. <laughs> so the story is we had a guest. She was ready to come on. She was confirmed to come on, and then she had to change, and so we had to reschedule her, and we did, and then she couldn't reconfirm, so... We're moving forward. I don't know when that topic will come back. Thank you to everyone who sent emails in. As usual, we're sorry. Uh, just sometimes those things happen out of our control. Come on, British accent I, guest. No. British, no. British, no, I'm British. Not gonna do it. I can't. <laughs> Tea and crumpets. I'm not an accent person. <laughs> just think about Wallace and Gromit. You have it. The other, you know, I've never watched have. that show. The other announcement we have is because of the rescheduling snafu, Koru won't, is not with us today, but we miss him dearly because that means I'm running the board and that is way distracting. So you know what that means? I'm going to be hosting the show throughout the whole entire thing. <laughs> That's right. You will. A lot more Rue oh, and cookies so like it people, always should be. Tell people what you've been doing. Well, I have been. Oh, wait. I lied. Don't tell us yet. We have to do the quick BLFC recap. Oh, so, thanks to everyone who came to the live show. Woo! It was awesome! Good. I'm glad you had a good time. I did. I think I was the only one that had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, knobs and everything! <laughs> it's different. Okay, so we have two pieces of recording equipment that we do the, as the brain for the show. Of course, here we have our full mixer board, and he does all the knobs and whistles, and it's so much easier because Rue and I can just focus on hosting. And then we have a lovely Zoom H6, which we're using now. Uh, and we mentioned before. And the thing is, is, it's pretty easy to use. There's only like five knobs on it, right? We have a fifth because of the soundboard. Mm -hmm. Not not the mixer board, but the soundboard. Um, and the thing is, in studio, everyone's sitting in the same position. You don't really get that variance. Whereas at BLFC, everyone was constantly moving. <laughs> so I had to constantly be adjusting the knobs. And it was very distracting. Well, and, and I missed you, Koru a lot. And you also had video cameras. Like TV video cameras right on your face. Oh, I didn't care about that. Well... It, it was just there was a lot to manage as the, far as the audio. The number one thing was I kind of felt like that I was completely alone and I was the only one that was hosting. So you it were, was, you it were, was but, really, really difficult. But you know what? It came together. It came it together. Did. And it, did. it was a good show. And thank you to everyone who came. I, I had a really good BLFC. It's unfortunate that it came in the middle of a high stress period for me, but it was a nice short two day break. There are never enough breaks, by the way. I need a real vacation where I don't do anything. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you go on a vacation is you come back and you have to go on another vacation from the vacation. Right. And, oh, the last thing I want to say about BLFC is if that remix was super cool. And I wish that people saw Rue and I's faces when we heard that remix. Because that's the first time we've ever remixed the show theme. And it, we were so in theme for that for that whole live show. And so if you didn't catch it, go back and at least listen to the first two minutes because it's such a cool remix. It was. And so Husky and Denial gets a, an extra thanks. You get one clap. Yay. <laughs> anyway, so any other last words before you tell us about your week? 
Last words, just BLFC was amazing. You guys did amazing job with the theme and I highly recommend going to BLFC if you haven't already. There you go. Sounds good. So some other, some things that I've been up to is me and my lovely um, second is currently moving. Yay. Second? 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 My boyfriend? You call him your second? Whatever. What? (laughs) Shut up. My second, you know, my other half. No, a second is like I'm con staff. This is my backup. Ah, shut up. Second is underling. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Can we kill this music? No, it's beautiful. Continue. (laughs) (sighs) It's happy music. Look, I'm drinking some more coffee. We're recording like literally this two hours before you're probably hearing it. Um, which is unusual. Usually there's a week for me to have time to edit. So we had coffee today as well. Shh, don't tell them. Sp- we're always talking in your ear live right now. We're, we, we know Never your thoughts. Never mind that download button you just hit to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're currently in the middle of a moving situation. So our house is a complete disaster. Um and I'm also going through some crazy life changes at the moment. He's some... having puberty. No, <laughs> no. Time. Yes, yes, everybody. I am currently going into puberty, so I can talk like that. That is so loud. You I need... think it feels great. You need to turn that down. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, I'm going through some life changes currently. So if you know any good places to work, I would love to apply. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so what have you been up to, Tux? Oh, I gotta look at what I'm up to. I wrote it down. Um, playing the shit out of Splatoon. Splatoon is amazing. I'm really torn about this game. Uh, I don't like that Nintendo said "f you couch multiplayer," and I, I look. I can't play first person shooters, so I haven't played Halo. I haven't played Destiny. I haven't played Call of Duty. I haven't played Battlefield. I cannot play them. I will be ill and puke all over you if I play them. So I'm glad that you enjoy them, and I know probably half of you are going, oh my god, how can you not have played it? Take a pill. I can say I, that he has puked on people because I was there, and I was the subject. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Roman Go showers. Ahead. Um, and so, <laughs> ew! Oh, ew! No, but in all seriousness, I'm not going to take a pill and medicate myself to play every first-person shooter. I just I feel like that's a bad policy for my body, so I don't do it. The one exception being Portal, because Portal is not a shooter as much as it is a puzzler. Anyway, so Splatoon I can play. And I, that means that naturally I'm going to go back to Nintendo's golden standard of multiplayer, which is the perfect Dark slash Goldeneye era. They haven't done a good shooter since then, right? Not on a Nintendo system. And for them to not have four-way split screen on a television where you're killing each other or splatting each other <laughs> is retarded. Yeah, no, that I is, completely agree. That is Nintendo's hallmark is I can invite my buddies over and we will we will play this game and have fun. They have a whole franchise called Mario Party for this. <laughs> not Mario Party Online. Oh, well, you know, Mario Party now is all in the same cart. It's not individual right, people. Right, because you can't compete. I it's get it. Dumb. But, but is Mario Party even... Can you even play it online? Can you play it nope, against people? You can't. So it's so weird that Nintendo has been like, well, we'll remove it. And then this whole, well, we'll just add modes and as time goes by, finish the damn game. <laughs> what the hell? Well, they're just on par with every other game developer. We're That's gonna release really an unfinished product and then give you DLC later. Well, do we have ourselves to blame? Because we've all been Nintendo needs to go with the times and embrace the internet and DLC, and they finally do. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that was horrible. Like, what? But the thing is, is you don't admit that your game is incomplete and you're going to add more modes. You just say we're going to be expanding the game. Not well, we'll just add the rest in later because yeah. it makes it feel like you rushed it out. 
And it's your own damn fault, Nintendo. Stop delaying all your games. <laughs> I get it, too, because I don't want my employees to work overtime. It's a really tough situation there in Splatoon. It's kind of the product of that. That being said, the content that is there, I enjoy a great deal. And I really wish their game was complete, because it would be... If it had come out complete, it'd be like Smash Brothers level epic. I, I really feel like that they could have done four-player... Um you know, a four-player battle or something like that. The reason why is because, I mean, come on. Like, if you play Borderlands, you can do four-player split-screen on it. So it's, you know, the brand-new um, Borderlands. The, you, you can do that on that. So, you know, why... I mean, I know that it's a different system and stuff like that, but Nintendo is notorious for having four-player split-screen. Why is it that they decided this time... To not include it. It's I, just, it's dumb. I have a Especially when you have a two-player co-op thing. And and I understand that they have it set up so that they're on individual screens. But I don't, I don't know. I have a theory, though. I think it's the Wii U. I think it, because if you watch what it does with the ink as you're shooting it, normally you don't stop and look at it, right? It will... After a few seconds, fill in tiny holes and stuff in the ink that normally wouldn't... It wouldn't happen normally. Like, you could sell it's kind of like, eh, I'm just going to close that little itty-bitty gap. Um, I think because it's being super... It has to be super precise about the ink placement on the map and how it figures out who's winning. I'm wondering if it just doesn't have the processing power to handle four people and do that ink thing all at once. Because when you play in one-on-one, -on -one, it cuts the frame rate in half, which gives it a ton of power back. And so I'm just like, ah, yeah, doing doing four person online would just kill it. Well, not online, I just think. couch, just couch. But either well, way, well, same thing. Like you said, it cuts it in half, and it I've noticed that. So yeah, you're probably right. To try and do four player split screen would just it just, just destroy it. That being said, I think they should write it somehow so that the 3ds can also assist in the processing, and they could probably do it. That would be awesome. I think that that would have made Splatoon even greater. Is even just the new 3ds. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know you don't have one, but with the new oh, sure. new 3ds, you know, make it so that you can have your own individual screen on it, so you can like play along. Right. There you go. Right, and then and then what it does is it does all the little like in your area within a certain radius, does all the processing of the ink math, and then it sends it back up to the Wii U, and the Wii U can put it all together. I think that's possible, but I'm not Nintendo, so... <laughs> what about this? A Splatoon that's on the 3ds, so that you would have to also buy the cartridge. No. I know that's dumb, but still. It is dumb. Buy the cartridge? Download the damn thing. We are in an era where cartridges are dead. Well, whatever. Download it. <laughs> no, it matters. And then maybe if you own Splatoon on the Wii, you get a discount for the... I don't know. Nintendo's whatever. done that. Anywho's. This music is great. All so right. I think that's enough about Splatoon. Next <laughs> item is death. I want death to stop killing people for a while. Could you like not have this music as you're talking about death? <laughs> no, we need <laughs> to Let's talk about life. death and everything's so happy. No, no. In all seriousness, uh, too many people are dying lately. I know. Like, I'm, I had to go to a funeral this week and so it's just been on my mind. And so just make sure that you're spending time with the right people because you never know when they'll go. Well, this past year, I've lost my cat, which I know, eh, it's a cat, but, um, you know, as a family member. And then also, on top of it, I've lost both my grandparents this last year, so it's... 
been kind of a year of death. It's been not very happy. I or just, have we just reached? I I need someone who's older to tell me this, but like, do you just reach that point in life where after everyone gets married, people just start dying? Is that like the next phase? I think so. <laughs> like, think. I'm really concerned about this. Well, what ends up happening is all your friends start dying off, and then you're alone. Thanks. That's wow. <laughs> real, real, real bright outlook on life. There. You're welcome. <laughs> Just remember, cookies will always be there. They will always be your friends, even though all your other friends are dead. Cookies! He's only half eight. It's Ruse Cookie Time. Yay! Did he, like, add vo- new voiceover? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's not Ruse Screws You Time anymore. Oh, good. Ruse Screws You Time. So... For the fortune, we have a coupon for Beans and Brew. $2 barbecue pork sandwich. <laughs> oh, okay. So he... <laughs> Why is that on the back of a coupon for the coffee shop? I couldn't find the fortune cookie box or thing. <laughs> you would grab a coupon. Okay, so... <laughs> Shut up. Wow. I would grab a coupon. You're right. <laughs> What is bad about coupons? Please, everybody, write because for what not, it's worth there's nothing and bad. tell Tugs that coupons are awesome. There's nothing bad about a coupon. The problem is, is you're the guy who goes to the store and walks down every aisle getting all the coupons in the no, little machine. No, I don't. <laughs> I do not do that. I love you. Now, let's read but, the fortune. But I will, before I go on a date, I'll check the app and see if like I could go somewhere cheap. <laughs> But it's saving money. I can push this button all day. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Indecision is the key to flexibility in bed with a cookie. Indecision is key to flexibility in bed with a cookie. So what do you think about that, Tugs? What does it mean? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Shut up. Tugs. I love this music. It is good. It is good. So, hey, Tugs, what's up with Brenda? Seriously, what's up with Brenda? (laughs) (laughs) Next topic. That's the. That's just. I just needed you to ask the question. Okay. Okay. So, uh, wait, wait, wait. We can't even get into this till we introduce our guest, who's been on before, and so graciously we called and said because he was five minutes away. Oh my God, we need a guest because our other guest failed. Yay! I'm convenient. Uh, you are an, a convenient <laughs> ass. You heard him last episode too. Convenient ass. Yes. Hopefully, people got my Galaxy Quest. So record. I want to know. You know, your name is Click, but your name is also K Dub. What? From the internet. So what is your persona right now? Is it in transition, I... or are you <laughs> like, what's going on here? Because every single time I talk to your boyfriend. Click is dead now to him because, you know. Are you changing names? I'm seriously going to be upset if you're changing names. No, I won't change names permanently or, like, officially. I'll always be Click. Always. 
well, explain. What you... Well, where's this other name from? Like, what, what's going on with that? <laughs> what's, up a, with, well, what's up with Click? Seriously. K-Dub is a second character that kind of fell in my lap. and He's the asshole side of you. <laughs> now, is this K- no, he isn't. K-D-U-B? He was at one point. K-A-Y-D-U-B. Like a retarded DJ name? <laughs> no, that's why it's not just K-D-U-B. Oh, okay. <laughs> a retarded D- You're horrible. <laughs> well, Deadmau5 is also a terrible DJ name, so there. Apparently, there actually is a rapper called K-Dub. I'm sure there is. I bet you that was like the first rapper name ever. I'm sure. <laughs> wiki, wiki. Okay. Wiki. So answer the just, question. What's happened? And he's... K-Dub's just on the forefront right now. Click's not dead. He's in uh, a hiatus. Hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, do you think that you just need a new suit of Click? Is that what you need? or? I do. I'm working on it. I need new... New what? Parts. Your suit's dead? No, it's not dead, but it needs new parts. I need a new body. Oh, so like the whole main piece of it is everything, needing... Every, well, repair. everything but the head. Well, he needs, is, is he needs to go to the gym, lose a little bit of weight, and then Click will be back. <laughs> is that really Click, the truth? Click needs to go to the gym and get a new body. Yep. Is, is, it, is that legit or is there like... Yeah. like okay, so you got fat. No. I'm fat, <laughs> well, so I can say that. That's why I need a new body. Um, I had a body made for Click, and it... It's material that doesn't match, and oh. it, it works, but I'm just not happy with it. So, have you already worked out the replacement plan? No. So, talk off the air. I am procrastinator extraordinaire. Good. We'll talk off the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have this temporary character until your body is back? Well, no. Kato Kato can't be temporary. People love him. What is he? He'll be. He's a the mule. He's a, oh. He's a jackass. <laughs> yes. I'm only half-ass. I get it. <laughs> I love these kinds of episodes because the soundboard is open the whole time versus just the fun parts. <laughs> <sighs> so, TV shows. What have you been up? What have you been watching lately? Do you TV watch shows? TV? I don't watch TV. I watch Splatoon. You the <laughs> news. I watch the news. I you turn watch it on the in the morning and... and then I come home and watch it in the afternoon and then... Yeah, I usually play and, something. And, and it seems like every single time that I'm over, you're always watching Jaws. What's on? <laughs> what's up with that Are movie? Are you really watching? He's always watching Jaws. It just happens to be on, I guess. <laughs> what? Are you watching the Jaws channel? Like, that is not a movie I ever seen no, on. No, A&E has been playing it for, like, the last month. Like, every day. Do you remember when A&E used to mean arts and entertainment? I know, and now right? it's just E? <laughs> well, and it's barely that. Channel Drift is a sad It only thing. has one good show on it, and that's The Walking Dead. I know that people would... <laughs> I think people would, like, uh, I don't not like agree with Dead. me, but... I love The Walking Dead. I'm over Dead. zombies in general, and that's why I'm just not into oh, the show. Oh, but it's a different zombie right. show. Right, I've been told this before survival. about other zombie things. No, I was, I was super on board with it, and then, like, the third season, I just kind of drifted... Gave up on. <sighs> well, I am a I've, super current, Walking Dead. Well, fan. I'm current up to the last season because it's on Netflix. <laughs> now, I don't. I don't know why, I but I just recently, for some reason, I have. I get a kick whenever I'm in suit. 
I walk around with a zombie hand, and I don't know why I because just get it's it. so unexpected. Because he's cute. Yeah, I'm, that I'm is weird. Super cute, and it it gets so many reactions. And I like going around shaking people's hands with a zombie hand and petting them with a the zombie hand and having them freak out. Where do you buy zombie parts? Like I just I I'm like. <laughs> I, you, I know you have that, and every time you do that to me, I still get freaked out by it a little bit. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> like, my brain immediately banishes the knowledge. Like, I really forgot till you brought it back up that you own that stuff. I just, I, I actually I, do I, too, and I've seen it more times than I should. Right? But, I, yeah, the same thing. Every time Rue brings it out, it's it's like a new thing. It's the cutest you, you block thing. it out of your mind because it's so wrong. <laughs> it is. Where do you buy zombie parts? Uh, a costume shop. Um, there's this place called TaylorMade, which is a local shop in Utah. That I I they made golf. What? That they made golf. No. Oh. They make costumes, but um, I, I, I actually, golf club. I actually opened up the zombie hand and put a whole bunch of squeakers in it, so it's a zombie yeah. hand that squeaks. So Maybe it's cute too. Maybe that's why I forget about it. <laughs> that's probably why I block it out of my mind. It's because it has squeakers Stupid involved. Stupid squeakers. In it. <sighs> you have a thing against squeaker fursuiters. <laughs> I do. Squeakers get really annoying really fast. If you do it in the right amount, it's good. I try not to do it all the time. But there are those ones that walk around and they go squeak, squeak. They put squeakers on their feet and I'm like, come here. I have a fist that would like to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to admit, there are some squeaking fursuiters that, uh, and I've said this on the show, that are completely annoying. If you're going to do it if you're going to do squeak talk, learn how to squeak talk before you get in suit and try to squeak talk. It's going to be annoying if you don't know how to do it. It's just like, it's just like, you know, learning an instrument. Like if you haven't learned how to do a kazoo, which is really easy to learn. Kazoo. <laughs> I know that's a bad example. I'm really terrible okay. at playing the kazoo. <laughs> Well, how about the trumpet? If you go around playing the trumpet easy. without practicing, you're going to be fucking annoying. So, goddamn, learn how to play your instrument before you use it. There you go. I'm going to stand I up. I need, like, an ooh sound because, like, did you just drop two serious curse words in the same sentence? There? Wow. Fuck yeah. Let's are, eat cookies. Are you cussing me? <laughs> okay. Sorry no, about that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. There's a hundred million different kinds of instrument, and the first thing you come up with is the kazoo. <laughs> That's really like... I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you kind of destroyed your, your argument. I, I meant to do that. Let's go to, let's go to kazoo. Let's go to Wendover. It's a kazoo. <laughs> oh, screw but this. if you don't know how to play a kazoo, then, you know, it's annoying. No, you're right. I get the point. It's just... <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, hold on. I think I have a sound. Nope, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. By the way, this I, I just got to say, I just pulled that off YouTube real fast. I really hate that YouTube has this autoplay thing turned on now. I only want you to play the video I just chose. Do not keep playing videos. Yeah. One. One was enough. That's anyway. all I wanted. Yep, I agree. So, apparently, Tugs wants to talk about bras. What's going on with that? I just wanted to know, is the car bra dead? Or do we still do car bras? That's really what I was getting at. Car bras? No, I think it's all clear bra. Because Why are they called bras on a car? My car has no tits. <laughs> I, I never understood that anyways, either. However, like the original 
form of the car bra. I had one. I had an 87 Ford Escort GT. Really? With the louvers in the back window and the bra on the front. Like the leather one? Yeah. With like the corner of the hood would peek out? Uh-huh. Okay. And I I liked the way it looked, but after a while it starts wearing the paint off of your car. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. So I think more people have gone to the whole clear bra thing for the rock protection and it doesn't rub the paint off your car. See, I really don't care about cars, so I don't have anything to add to this subject. <laughs> so keep going, guys. No, you know what? What's that thing about cars where, like older cars, like uh, mid, late 90s models now are showing it, where like the paint has like, that weird soap scummy look to it? What is that? That is clear coat. The clear coat just dissolves. Over time? Yeah, Chevy it's... had a huge problem with that back then. So what about modern cars? Like, I just bought a new car, like, not that long ago, right? Like, a, my one new car I'm going to buy in my life. Is that going to happen to me in, <laughs> They like, use even cheaper years? products. Yeah. I don't know. It might. Thanks, Toyota. It, it's all, you know, it's paint formulations and weird stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, that's actually the clear coat just disappearing off your paint job. Hmm. What are you doing over there? You know, our our audience has said no eating into the microphone, you're, and I can't mute you. So you're eating, and you're eating out of a crinkly bag. <laughs> you always eat <laughs> out of a crinkly bag. Peanut butter pretzels. Mm-mm. Okay. Next topic, the one. Okay, so this is <laughs> Rue this morning when we. Okay, so we had to call click for our guestness and. Rue and I have not caffeinated. We don't normally drink coffee, by the way. So this is an event. We went to the coffee shop, and he's calling click, and he's like, walls. "Well, you should come over and talk about this one." Or, what is it? And I just go, "Data's cat spot." And he goes, "Yeah, that data's cat spot issue." Yeah, we're gonna be <laughs> talking just, about that. Data's cat issue. Yeah, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. That's not what he meant to say. You'll find out what it is later. Oh but I was gosh. just like, "Are you just gonna repeat everything I say right now? Because I will make you say awful things." <laughs> If, if I am that tired, yes, I'm going to repeat whatever you say. I love it. So anyways, um, if you notice, we have fine art on the wall. Yes. <laughs> I did notice that. Let's pet. The, I mean, it's basically Data. It's an oil painting his, of Data. With his cat, and he's petty, petting it. Oh, so I bought that off ThinkGeek, right? And GameStop bought ThinkGeek. That was weird. Yes. I'm pissed about that. GameStop is a horrible company. I, was, I think I was more worried when the rumors were Hot Topic bottom. I would be more comfortable with Hot Topic. I would too. Because really? I've worked for GameStop twice. And I can tell you, for, as a former employee, they treat their employees horribly. <sighs> like, I do not... I make every effort possible to not shop at GameStop. So, well, speaking like, of I GameStop, I want to bring this up. Because <laughs> I think that this is a huge topic. Have you seen the video of those those two... That two couple getting married... In a GameStop, in Zelda clothing. It was a Zelda theme, and it's at a GameStop. I don't know why, <laughs> but I see so much wrong in that. <laughs> like, why? I, uh, That's what you're into? Of, Do it. Of course. GameStop? It's like getting married to Walmart. <laughs> It's so unromantic. Maybe they live somewhere that's all they have. I'm sure that that's where they ended up meeting each other or something like that. There's some sort of romantic, sappy story behind it. Or they were GameStop employees or or something that the GameStop was important to them. But if you're going to do a themed wedding, like, you could probably go get married in the forest for free. 
and it would be a more amazing theme. I've been to a forest wedding before, and that was probably the best wedding that I've ever been to. Well, maybe they didn't have the means for it. That wow, is that is so really loud. loud. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but oh. the, the thing is, is <laughs> my stomach just screamed at me. This, this is how much I've gotten into it. I even looked at where their GameStop was located and found forests around that particular area <laughs> that was within a certain, like, it would only have taken them an hour to get to this forest area where they could have had an amazing Hyrule um, Hyrule, I almost said Hyrule Warrior. Hylian. <laughs> Hylian wedding. It would have been amazing. By the way, this music is really annoying. <laughs> I just want to imagine wow. her pulling the Master Sword out of the pedestal right <sighs> after the wedding. But I, maybe you're missing the point completely. Maybe it wasn't a Zelda wedding. Maybe it's just video games. No. Maybe they like no. gaming. Did you actually research this? this is a yes. Okay. It was a Zelda wedding. Completely Zelda wedding. Well, maybe they just like the game more aspect of it more than trying to be Zelda. They were both dressed up as well, Link and I, Zelda getting I've seen married. pictures, but that's... <laughs> that's a legit Zelda sound effect, by the mm -hmm. way. It is. <laughs> I'm gonna have that. Like that is. Sorry, I, I'm super opinionated I just, about it. I don't. That I don't the, see the problem. If that's where they want to get married, who cares? It's well. This is talking it just about. Seems, it seems really, really not well thought out. It, it is weird. Like it's. I mean, granted, yeah. who, who gets married in a retail shop? Well, I okay. I would get married at Disneyland, and that's like super retail well, hell. Yeah. But like, it's <laughs> like, different though. It's also a hundred grand. So <laughs> go fig. I've priced this. But GameStop, like, there's nothing unique about a GameStop that, no. to the eye. So, like, there's really, you're right, there's got to be some kind of really unusual reason that they chose a GameStop. Yeah. Well, that, like, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I agree with you who, you know, a retail shop for one, a franchise retail shop, you know. They're all corporate. Are they? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get your point. Why would you do that? But there's got to be a reason. Uh, <laughs> I just I don't really care what the reason is, and I know that it's not my place to judge. But sure I know for you myself, can judge all you want. it's the internet. For myself, <laughs> there's two things that I will never do: a propose to somebody through a text message. What he proposed? Kiss my ass, biatch. <laughs> well, hold it, hold it. Did you propose through text? I yes, did. he did. <laughs> Margaret Cho wants to talk with you about this because she's against text message major events. Like, I should call her right now and have her tell you you're dumb. Everybody else has. I just don't care. It was... It was yeah, but it's different but, but at the same exact time, it was kind of special in the fact that he was not able to be there with him on New Year's. He had to work. Yeah. So, oh, but so see, that's legit. That's such a, you aren't giving me all the facts, bitch. I take back yeah, all, see, my, all my chastisements. See, he judges. That, that's what he does. He does. <laughs> no, see, he works nights. But then you push this button and, and I he go. gets mad. <laughs> Shut up. Don't exactly. call me a Jew. That's, you know, there's certain circumstances. And I wanted to do the, you know, New Year's at midnight proposal, but he's at work. So I did what I could. Why didn't you go to his work? Because he's a patrolman. So I'd have to go. You could have patrolled him. your pants for a minute. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he would have no idea where he was. In his pants? And it would have been. <laughs> it would have been weird to be like, hey, where are you at? 
Yeah. So. All right, I've added it to the board. You ready? No, stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the circumstances around that situation. Yes, I did propose over text, but there was a reason. I understand. <laughs> I understand. And the other one is I would never get married in a department store. Ever. Ever, ever. That's... No, you should never get married in, in, in a department store? Really? In a, why would anybody get married in a department well, store? Well, if it's like the Macy's in New York or something, I guess. <sighs> but that's like an exception. Like, I guess I guess what the moral of the story is, is there's exceptions to everything, and you judge people. A department. All yeah. I can say is I want my memories. Your memories. My, my main events in my, in my head. I want to remember, you know, I want to remember that Princess Zelda... That I bought her used for $5 cheaper at the GameStop store. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like the department store thing, though. Maybe uh, we'll have our wedding right between the pantsuits and the underwear. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. You'd have it like the bras. <laughs> okay. How about this? Let's go have a wedding in a sex store. There we go. Well, at least that makes sense. <laughs> Every, everybody could put a ring on the dildo. There you go. Whoa. You calm down. Calm Calm down. <laughs> Well, we, you know, different themes for weddings. Wow. Everybody could bring their favorite sex toy. Okay, so let's <laughs> move on to the, to the next topic. That was, see, that was Data's cat spot. See where that went? That was great. Fuck. All right. I would like to tell the world that Pixar sucks. No! Pixar is amazing. Pixar, I love here's, here's all my of argument Pixar. Okay, why Pixar fine. Sucks. I'll let you go first so then I can rebuttal. Pixar <laughs> movies all use the same color palette, number one. They're all starchy and sheeny looking. But also, their whole, like, just their whole way of telling a story is super, super starchy. It is the same feel for every movie. They don't have any variety in their feels. Now, now, regular Disney movies, in, in terms of the numbered canon, which is like, you know, the, the master movie set, those have wildly different feelings to them. Like, Pinocchio simply does not have the feel of Cinderella at all. But Pixar movies all feel the same to a certain extent. And then they just derive weird characters off of it. I feel like I'm eating a bowl of cornstarch when I watch a Pixar movie. <laughs> oh, come on. So are you saying that Ratatouille... Which I didn't see. Okay. And Wally is the exact same movie? You can tell they came from the same cut. And it's yeah, not... well, they of course they came from the same... They have a certain style. You are, you are right. I hate that style. But that's what Pixar is. That yeah. it, Disney has their own style. Want, they use like big, huge eyes. And I stuff want. Like. I want a Pixar movie where like someone dies, like legit serious dies, and people get sad. Up, the, who died? His the wife. Guy's wife. Was it on camera or was this like a before the story started thing? It was a montage. It was a now, montage, and it made you. I want someone cry, to literally like... die on a screen. I want to see the life <laughs> leave their body in a picture. And and no, no, I don't want gore. I don't want gore. gore. I just want. I literally want somebody to go. I'll miss you, and like they don't come back to life. Like that's it. No Pixar movie is going to do that. Now, now here's what DreamWorks the... did that with. Um, but why don't Dragon Two? But I like DreamWorks. Oh. <laughs> Here's the, you know, I know half the audience is saying this. Well, Bolt is very Pixar-ish. Yeah, because John Lasseter came in at the time. But it is not a Pixar film. People uh, die, almost die in that movie, and that would not have happened in a Pixar movie. Pixar is amazing. They they put good movies out. The only ones that I feel that are a piece of shit... Finding Dory. ...is Cars 2 yeah. and Planes. Get off of the whole car situation 
do something different. Okay, you glad did, I never saw either one. Like, but you saw Cars One, right? Well, yeah. That's yeah, why I never watched Cars Two. <laughs> Cars One was great. I th- I think that Pixar does amazing, but they're not good at doing. Um, they don't sequels. do any variety. Yes, they do. No. Yeah, they do. Well, no. I actually agree with Tugs, though. Ugh. Yes! No, because yes! here's the thing. It feel Here's the thing. Thanks, Rue. You're welcome. <laughs> it feels like Pixar had this, you know, huge, amazing success with their first couple movies. With Toy Disney. Story was good. Yeah, and it was huge. And they had giant success, and it was wonderful. And then they're just riding that same wave. Well, how about the latest movie? Let's talk about the latest movie that Pixar is bringing out. Well, you can't Inside talk out. about it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but it's <laughs> it's called, I think, Mood? Is that what it no, is? No, it's Inside Out. Inside Out. Okay, Inside Out. I'm sorry. And it basically focuses on different moods. That That is a little bit of a different storyline. I, I haven't heard of a, of a story before that talks about the different moods that they're actual like, living things within you. I've heard plenty of that. I think the Native Americans have been telling that story for years. <laughs> I really... They do. They say they're like little people inside you. This is not a new concept. Well... Well, I think... I I think what you're doing is comparing specifics and story, whereas at least what I'm talking about is overall feel, the aesthetics. broad scope of things. I, I mean, don't know. You know, yeah. They're all different movies. Wally's completely different from all the rest of the movies, but the overall feel is kind of the same thing. They don't really go beyond a certain boundary. It's like I've had too much of Pixar now, so I am over them. And I have to say, John Lasseter used to be really staunch about no sequels. Unless we can tell a good story, no sequels, and I feel like that's gone away. Yeah, I feel like that they've changed that. It's turned... I do have to admit... Okay, some of the recent movies, especially when they're doing sequels to Frozen things, two? are they doing Frozen <laughs> Two? Oh yeah, but are that, you kidding? but that's not Pixar. That's Disney. Right. Just saying, Lasseter is now in control of the, the Disney animated reason, canon, and he's doing this. The whole reason why they're doing Frozen Two is because of how popular Frozen One yeah, was. Frozen was was gigantic. And that's why they did Cars too, because Cars was awesome. You know, I loved Frozen myself. Frozen but was okay. then, but then what ended up happening is it became so big, and everybody was singing it all the time that it became super annoying. That's part of the reason I've never seen it. Let it go. <laughs> exactly. Let it go. <laughs> oh my gosh. What I really, really wish is that Bolt would have gotten that kind of marketing. I wish Bolt would have gotten that marketing. Uh, well, too. I do and I don't because it's nice to like be quote unquote in love with like the forgotten character. I think that Bolt could have turned into a Disney television series. There were in fact plans for this, and I actually I know someone who was on that team, so I'm not bullshitting people. But uh, he works down in Orlando, and he there were plans, and it was good to go. But Bolt is the most pirated movie in Disney history, and so pirated? they killed off all merchandise for it pretty fast because they weren't going to make their money back. I don't get how that works, but that's the reasoning. That's dumb. dumb yeah, dumb, well, the dumb, other dumb. part is this is Bolt used to be called American Dog, and it takes 18 months to make a Disney movie, and nine months in, they rebooted the entire project without giving him a reset on the clock. So there was no time to get stuff to marketing and merchandising. Ugh. This is a great episode. Bolt has come up twice now. Oh, <laughs> you and your Bolt. You just have You just have a Bolt tattoo, and you're amazing at Bolt. I mean, you love Bolt, and I think that it's amazing that you love Bolt. Good. Don't judge. I'm not judging you. You just love Bolt, just like how I love cookies. So what if it was a commission where Bolt was eating cookies? He'd die. He can't eat chocolate. 
He's a cartoon dog. Of course he can eat it. It could be oatmeal raisin cookies. I'm a fox and I eat cookies. I don't die. That's a curious question. Why don't you die when you eat chocolate? I'm a fox and I can eat stuff. No. I there think by go. the laws of nature, you would be dead if you ate chocolate. Well, I also pee fire, so there you go. Yeah, maybe you <laughs> burn it up. Oh, Leo, that that art. You still use that art everywhere, don't you? I do. Of, of it burning <laughs> down the house? I can't wait for you to not be using that art, is what I just heard come out of your mouth. <laughs> Whatever. I've changed it. I'm now like yeah, super, I'm now super serious on the internet. Oh, on my Facebook account, it's like me looking at a key and contemplating life. Shut up, Tugs. <laughs> oh, it's great. So I think that we should take a break. Oh, yeah. So we have, I just confirmed Space News is in. Yay. So we'll have Space News. Uh, oh, people have been wondering about T's pause button and if it's coming back. Um, he's moving. So the answer is it's going maybe. to be retired. No, it's not a maybe. But but he could send stuff in to us. The current plan is for it to be retired. So if it doesn't come back, don't be surprised. It was a fun segment. Maybe it'll come back from time to time. Maybe we'll find somebody else to do. Pause. Well, then it wouldn't be T's pause button. No, it wouldn't be T's. It could be like, um, like Kagos's pause button or something. I'm going to push this. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of June 6th, here are your space headlines. Starting the day this particular episode comes out, Sunday, June 7th, all of NASA's Mars exploration vehicles are going to go into communications blackout. The reason for this is we're going to be entering something called Mars Solar Conjunction. What that means is you have a single straight line connecting Earth, the Sun, and Mars. That means Mars is going to be on the far side of the sun, and that's going to make communications pretty much impossible. It'll still be, they'll still be able to receive signals, but it'll be choppy at best. And the problem with that is it can garble instructions, and that can be potentially harmful for the spacecraft. It can make it try to do things that the instructions weren't meant to make it do. The rovers, the vehicles that are on the ground, will continue to perform observations, but they're not going to be doing any, doing any actual driving or operating any articulating instruments like the arms and such. It's going to be out for about two weeks, and then we'll get communications back, and everything will be fine. Recently, the Planetary Society launched a CubeSat they call Light Sail into Orbit. It's a first test to try out solar sails, and uh, they've been having a little bit of trouble. Uh, the first time they had issues, it stopped responding because they were having an issue with the onboard software. Uh, there was an issue with uh, uh, data overflow, it was causing it to crash. But it rebooted when it came into contact with highly charged solar particles, I think they said. And it rebooted, they uploaded a new update for the software, so that got rid of that issue. Uh, this past Wednesday, they successfully deployed the solar panels, they believe. But the batteries weren't pulling a charge, and it wasn't shunting power to the subsystems like it was supposed to, so... The entire, system, the entire satellite has gone into safe mode. They're not quite sure what caused this, but they're hoping to get it fixed. This particular mission is just a shakedown mission for uh, attitude control and uh, solar sail deployment systems. They're not really looking to go anywhere with uh, this particular mission. There's going to be a second one that's going to be in 2016 launched aboard the Falcon Heavy 
uh, its maiden launch. So they're gonna probably go somewhere with that one, but this is just a test flight to see if it works. I really hope to see whether or not they can get this working again or not. I want to know how this works. The Boeing CST-100 has been picked by NASA to have its first manned mission on schedule. Now this just means that they scheduled it first. That doesn't mean that it's going to be the first one launched. They just, you know, picked a spot for it first. Uh, it's going to be flying in 2017 provided the vehicle's ready and NASA's budget hasn't been cut. Uh, the CST-100 is uh, going to be flying four crew members to the ISS as opposed to three like the Soyuz does and it's going to carry about 220 pounds of pressurized cargo and stay in space for 210 days. This is really cool, we're making progress. I can't wait to see when Dragon 2 gets its uh, schedule. Roscosmos has been having a rough time of it lately. I mentioned before that there was uh, an issue with a progress resupply vehicle. They think they've narrowed down what the issue is. They believe it's something to do with the connection between the third stage engine and the, uh, the capsule itself. It didn't want to separate cleanly. They say they've got it all figured out and, and corrected, and uh, there's going to be another progress resupply flying in uh, early, early July. And uh, they say it's going to be a mixture of the version of the Soyuz that flew as well as a previous version and this new version of the Progress that's only flown two times. Recently there was a Proton rocket that failed to complete its mission. This is the third time a Proton rocket has failed in about as many years and it's the second time this particular problem has come up. They're looking into trying to fix it. it has to do with a part that oscillates badly and then fails causing the entire third stage engine to fail but they, they're, they're looking at fixing it, and uh, we don't know when it's supposed to fly again. All Proton flights are suspended. We're supposed to be hearing about a, a new schedule uh, sometime in June. That's all I've got for you this time. For more on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, Roscosmos, Boeing, SpaceX, Airbus, and other related organizations on Facebook and other social media. Until then, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Get the show on the go. Find us on iTunes for iOS and on Stitcher for Android devices. If you're on Windows Phone, sucks to be you. And if you're on Symbian, get something new. You're listening to For What It's Worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand sandwich spread. The next time you're thinking about making a sandwich, think For What It's Worth. Its tangy, fruity, meaty flavor goes great with just about anything, including pepperoni and jelly beans, with twice the saturated fat found in lesser spreads. What's it saturated with? Nutrition! Delicious, versatile, and non-biodegradable for what it's worth sandwich spread. Perfect for enjoying with a spoon right out of the jar while listening to the For What It's Worth radio show. Ask your parents to buy some today. Well, welcome back from break. We hope you enjoyed your various space newses. Newsy? Ne new What's the plural of news? Ne I don't know. <laughs> Newsies? <laughs> no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, I'll start singing the musical Newsies. And then the episode will end rapidly. Woohoo! So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back on open topic. 
Uh, and, and we're just going to keep going, I think. So and we're going to be talking about Amiibo! So, first things first. Ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo has painfully made it clear several times that the plural of the word Amiibo is Amiibo. Amiibos! There's no S. There's no S. So, Rue and I have this agreement that if he says Amiibos, the segment ends and we move on to the but next piece. But I just piece. did. That was your one... <laughs> you were helping illustrate. Yes. So, yeah. Let's get the background music going again. Anyway, so... <laughs> what the f- <laughs> fuck? Please, no! You are such... So so this topic is Nintendo's colossal fuck-ups. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know how hard it is to find? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so tell people what you're ranting about. <laughs> Do I need to... Do yes. I need to say anything? Yes, you do. They're <laughs> listening to it right now. What? Well, what's your problem with it? <laughs> I didn't ask I you. like cookies. <laughs> 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 oh, I think you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Rue's latest single, Screamo. <sighs> That's the only song that I don't like, and Tugs purposely plays it all the time. Or points it out. I've never played it in my life by choice till now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get to choose what plays on the TV. It's random. I, you I back know, me up on I this. Know it's that... random. The what? soundtrack? Oh, Wait. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you asked me about the music the other day? This is a terrible song! <laughs> ah! This isn't music! This is just me, just people going like, I want to drive your car, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. So Rue is a big fan of the Splatoon soundtrack. Uh, no, it was just that one song. Everything else is fine. Yeah, everything makes sense now, because he was over yesterday, and he's like, what do you think of the music in this game? Oh, really? Um, I don't know. It's music. It's back To me, it's background music. I'm not worried about the soundtrack. Everything else is fine, <laughs> except that one song. I don't like Screamo. I really don't. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, your reaction. Send your Screamo so- music at music at forwhatitsworth.com. Watch. Everyone's going to send Screamo music oh, please, now just no. for you. no. Actually, it would be awesome if people want to send a, a screamo song to our like to our voice um, number or whatever. They can record their own screamo. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so terrible! Wow, that is not to me. That is not music, and I know that I'm probably offending all the furries out there that love this music. Just shut off the episode and go watch your scream. <laughs> We're back kidding. on the Italian music just now. Kidding. So, anyways, a little bit better. Nintendo's colossal fuck-ups is the name of this. So, you feel like that's one of Nintendo's colossal fuck-ups? No. Okay. So, Amiibo. Yes, Amiibo. Uh, first of all, I think, and th- I'm going to put this out there because you guys have heard me say this, but I have the Wreck-It Ralph Infinity figure, and I really think it'd be cool if all the video game companies out there activated it so that Wreck-It Ralph would still work with their game as like an Easter egg. I think that would be so cool. Like you you touched Wreck-It Ralph to Smash Brothers. You get a cool little thing. Like it doesn't give you a character, but like, like you get a power-up. Something, something trite. That would be cool. But it would, well, su- it would work such a great intro. So, right? So I read an article last night. Um, apparently a hacker 
has like looked into the programming of for? um for the amiibo. Yeah. And he has has basically claimed that there is a reserved spot for every single Pokemon that they've made. So whether or not that um, it's rumored that Nintendo will eventually come out with either um, a whole bunch of Pokemon amiibo. Oh my God! Can you imagine six hundred different amiibo? <laughs> or or they're going to come out with the cards. I can see the cards. And and do some sort of like a a card type thing or a game that involves around cards. So. Uh. So this amiibo thing, let's go back to the beginning, yeah? Yeah. So the whole problem with amiibo, and now in Japan, because Japan is just special, I guess, you don't have problems like we have here. And Nintendo has claimed that the amiibo shortage, since that has existed since this thing came out way back in the day, is because demand outstrips what we can make. And I just, I don't, that's BS to a point. And it was BS at the beginning because there was a port strike. So Nintendo screwed everyone out of Majora's Mask 3DSs. They yep. they screwed everyone out of Amiibo. I mean, and you f- couldn't get the the Skull Kid limited edition, right? And the, and, and first of all, Nintendo giving everything to GameStop in that situation was a load of shit. They need to stop that partnership with some of these department stores. I think that it's ridiculous that they have Amiibo that are exclusive to any sort of store. See, that's the problem. So, so I was reading an editorial on Wired, one of the magazines I read, and um, they were saying Nintendo has done what what uh, Wizards of the Coast, Watsy, used to do with magic cards, which was they made a, a special magic card, and you could only get it a certain way. And the problem was is then they created this weird imbalance in the market where everyone's like, I gotta have the Black Lotus or whatever the card of the day was. Oh my gosh, Black Lotus. And so what they ended up doing was doing art variants instead and it balanced out the market because then you didn't have scalpers that could like be like, oh, it's the only card that you can get. Uh, and they need to do that. Like even Disney knows this. When they do Disney Infinity, you can get the same figures at every store, but the crystal figures are Toys R Us. But functionally speaking, they are the same. Yeah. I think that if they did something like that, where it's a different color var- variation, there you go. I well, don't they know. Did. And they have with Golden Mario and Silver Mario. Like, do this with all your Amiibo well, and yeah. stop. That's stop a good this. thing. Uh, like, that's exactly it. You know, a, 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 an art variance is fine, but its functionality should be exactly the same. I don't know. That's just my opinion. So, I think that's, that's all that we want to talk about on that subject, right? Uh... Nintendo really needs to start coming clean. Like I know they're 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 very they're a Japanese company, and it's very much about the Japanese way and how they do things. I get that. I own a Japanese car too. I get it. They are not only selling their product in Japan, so Reggie needs to get his ass out of his at his head out of his ass and start saying, "Okay, this is what's going on," and be honest with us because we're not stupid. We talk on the internet and we figure it out. We know that your console has like. I have a brain for for a power processor. We know. So stop pretending that we can't figure it out. And just come clean. That's all I want. I want Nintendo to be honest with us. Be transparent. I wish that Nintendo America had more, a little bit more control over the market within our area. Of course they do. That's why they're Nintendo of America. What do you mean? I just just don't feel like... I feel like that they are... um, They take orders from Tokyo and don't ask. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh... Maybe. 
I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. I think Reggie can probably call up the C the CEO and be like, "Hey, what is what is up with this?" Yeah. What's up with Brenda? Seriously. <laughs> so just so that we can move on from this topic, amiibos, 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 amiibos. There we go. We're gonna move on. All right. Now we're gonna talk about the one thing, uh, and then we'll blaze through the last rest of it to the mailbag. Um, but we would be amiss if we didn't talk about the Eurofronts thing, which <sighs> we struggled with talking about to begin with. Um, I just learned about this yesterday through you. Right? And I I have to admit, I'm a little bit upset about it. I think that that's kind of a little bit sad. So run down, you know, give people um, an understanding of what we're talking about. The claim. Uh, we'll try and give you the facts and then we'll discuss the opinions. So keep in mind, nothing's being personally expressed at the moment. The claim is something like this. Uh, Eurofriends updated their code of conduct to say something like no fetish gear. In fact, I should probably pull it up. But what it boils down to is um, that they're restricting people from wearing quote-unquote fetish attire. Are they taking everybody or just a certain Well, the problem is, is that apparently the enforcement's going to be only certain people. Let me see. Rules of conduct. Um, clothing and decency. Um... Blatant exposure of fetish gear is not permitted in public, even if it is part of a costume. The problem is, is that a lot of staff on their personal Twitters, and even to a little bit on the official Twitter, have explicitly stated that means um, pretty much anything age play slash baby fur related is banned off the floor. Even clean, innocent, just cute art. So in other words, uh, a badge, of, like a Marcy badge, that has a baby fur in a diaper is absolutely, like, it's gone. That's, you can't have that. Right. If you want to attend that convention, you can't have that particular badge of your character. Right. Or what about what about if you have a badge that um, has a harness on? Uh, and a collar, and it's being yanked a little bit. Like, you could see a paw off of the side of the badge, and he's being dragged somewhere. Nope. Well, no, that would be okay. That would be okay. That would be okay? Yeah. Okay. So what if your persona is, I don't know, cross-dressing Looks something? like they've edited a lot of their whole on tweets and replies. Sorry, I'm just trying to find the actual tweets. So this is the kind. This is from the official Eurofront's Twitter as of June 4th. Um, let me get the whole thread. So this person uh, is saying, so other fetishes like inflatables get left alone, but they get an event on the schedule. So we can have a panel about inflatables. And then the response is yes, because it's not about whether it's a fetish or not. It's because it's a, if it's, a, but whether it's offensive in public or not. Giant pool toys are not offensive in public. Well, and then the response from the person was, well, a small pacifier or a badge with a character wearing a diaper is. And the response is, your main concern is not a small pacifier and a badge pick. We all know that. The person has never said anything else at this point. And then the person says, well, what is my concern? Because you clearly seem to know better. And the response is, if your overlap of interest with Eurofriends is so small that not being able to wear a pacifier ruins the day, maybe it's not for you. So not only did they contradict themselves in this thread, but they also said, go away. Basically. Yes. Um, but this is the kind of attitude that's been going back and forth all day. I'm not going to go into what the personal Twitters have said because it's their personal Twitter. 
Uh, but they have. Yeah, but they're, still, they're, they're, there's no, been no what amounts offense. to hate speech on them. And, and I'm going to say this. I, I, you know what? If you are a represent, okay. So if Reggie, Mr. Reggie Nintendo, ended up getting on his personal Twitter and started tweeting about things, you know what? He is a representative of that company of Nintendo. Okay, so. Because he is the face of Nintendo, the things that he says reflects about, you know, reflects Nintendo itself. Even if he says, these are my personal opinions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, any sort of company that jumps up and says, I'm against, you know, I donated thousands and thousands of dollars to this anti-gay, you know, whatever, or, or, or whatever a company a person that's a head of a company ends up doing just because it's your personal Twitter, you are the face of that particular convention. And so guess what? Your personal Twitter is not your personal Twitter. Well, it is, but it's still going to reflect. It's going to reflect on the convention itself. And so th therefore what I need, what my stance is, whether you're part of a local community or, you know, you're running a local local furry community. If you are the admin of a local community and you're saying some pretty nasty shit on Twitter, guess what? It's going to be reflecting on your community. So get it through your fucking head. Well, before and we need to get clicking on this, but let's refine that a little further. It's, it's not just necessarily a reflection on the event or organization directly. The real problem is, is that while that rule, like I read, is pretty vague, it could be interpreted a lot of ways, the people who are enforcing that rule and making personal judgment calls, because they have to, are clearly going to make harsh judgment calls in a discriminatory fashion, meaning they're not going to treat everyone equally. And so if this person on his personal Twitter is saying, well, maybe you shouldn't come or, you know, you're a, you should go die or whatever he says, <laughs> how is he going to enforce this rule at the convention? And that's what it comes down to is the policy can be written any way, but the enforcement is where it's where the rubber hits the road. And right now, based on the personal Twitters of the people at that convention, the rubber's going to hit the road and be completely different than what they're saying is the official policy. But let's go to Cliff. Well, and that, that's why usually official policies are very specific and detailed and spell everything out. You leave, you know, you leave a policy vague like that, you're, you're completely up to interpretation. At that right. point. So then you got a bunch of people who are enforcing this who, you know, this guy doesn't like this thing and that guy doesn't like that thing. So that's all he's going to be looking for. And they're going to let everything else slide except for the one thing they don't like because the policy doesn't point anything out specifically. One of the people has claimed the this story, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this story at various conventions over the years. So-and-so dropped a deuce in their diaper in the elevator. The, the baby for community would has like the one it has happened probably one time of all the times it's been claimed and that one person was ostracized so badly they mm -hmm. were basically kicked out of the community they can do whatever they want in their personal time but no like they were immediately kicked out of all room parties they were more or less like they don't go to cons anymore yep but has it occurred to you people can fart in an elevator and it might stink that way i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying um it happens Oh, they're a baby first, so therefore they're nasty. It's they do stuff in their diaper, they, they need, so they're they, nasty. They need to be even-handed about how they're going to enforce this. Is my opinion. They you can't let a pool toy panel happen. The thing is, is if what if someone did go up and say, "Okay, I want to run a cub panel," would the con deny it? Yeah. 
Uh, what if this guy there apparently I is, think that that would be interesting to test out. I think somebody should try to run a cup pa- cup panel and see what ends up happening. And what if someone is does like a faux you know how you get silly in the pool or whatever and they horseplay with a with a pool toy and so they look like they're humping it. Is that person going to get banned right away? No, probably not. In fact, there are there are videos of this happening last year. At the convention itself and that you know nothing happened to it. So, it's like whatever. We can let people fuck pool toys. So, and people know about it, but yet if somebody walks around with a, a baby for diaper badge. A clean one. A clean one. Nothing dirty about it. Just a, a cutesy badge with uh, With a, a pacifier diaper, clipped to their shirt. It's, well. That's fine. What if they're a raver? I'm just saying. You could claim raver instantly and be fine. Yeah. Right? Right? I don't know. Well, that's, that's where the vagueness comes into being a problem. Because what what do you consider to be fetish gear, you know, versus what somebody else considers to be fetish gear? So let me ask you. So are they also talking about like, so what if they there's somebody that's that's dressing up in pup play? Okay, so they have leather like rubber and stuff. They rubber. would they would they have removed people from the floor for that, but that was explicit. That that's not the same as wearing a badge. The thing about it is. We well, got together and started doing furry cons because we wanted a place to feel accepted and to express ourselves in a healthy way within reason. And this is taking away from that. Well, the reason why that I'm, I'm bringing up that particular subject is because I have ran um, a parade at least for, for four years. And we've had different people that have basically, you know, the parade itself is an expression of, the furry fandom as a, as a whole. And what people have done is they've tried to um, put their own personal spin on things uh, or their own personal agendas of what they want to march for. And so therefore they come in different gear or they, you know, they, they are wearing some things that they shouldn't be wearing um, at the parade. And it's like, that's not what we're here for. We're here for you know, having fun and showing people what the furry fandom is. And, you know, unfortunately, what ends up happening is the main people that are on stage, and I understand that it shouldn't necessarily be this way, but is the fursuiters. And I, I don't know how it's to It's a good explain. center ambassadorial piece. So everybody's paying attention to those, and, and I... I I want to be hesitant. I'm hesitant about talking about this because I don't want because like, you're a fursuiter to get the wrong opinion of this because you know the furry fandom's not about just all the fursuiters, but when you have people that are dying in suit at 90 degree weather marching, I don't care what you're you know what you're there for. You're going to be there to help to make sure that people don't die. So there you go. <laughs> Wow, I know what you're talking about because I've been there, but you just completely went off topic. I'm sorry that I went way off topic, off and, left and that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what what I what I'm let me bring it back. Let me wrap wrap it back in. What I'm saying is, people were coming in with pacifiers or different things like that all over their body, and they were asked to basically remove that particular stuff. Or, for example, um, somebody came in with. Um, you know, a whole bunch of fetish gear on, and we ended up asking them to remove it. 
Um, but that's a public city parade. That's not a furry convention. There's a difference. There's there's taste and decency, and fortunately, we seem to have a fairly reasonable grasp at large on what this is, unlike Common Sense, which is dead. <laughs> uh, it, it, we were talking about this. What did we say? We basically said, look, if you're being louder than the rest of the group and how you're dressed, except for the fursuits, because that's an exception that makes sense, so uh, what if you it's might a... not need to be wearing that. Yeah. So what if it's a fursuiter that has a diaper on the outside? It would depend on the context. That's kind of a vague question. If they if they're supposed bib, to be if they're and... supposed to be like a cub character, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But that's a that's a case by case type decision. So it makes sense. I if if they're doing it just as like I'm a grown up furry and I'm gonna go out and wear all this all this baby gear, I uh, maybe not. But if their if their suit looks like it's young and it would fit the character appearance at that point, maybe let it go. Makes sense? The point is, is your offense needs to write a very specific policy on how they're going to enforce their policies, right? That makes sense. Like, for instance, the policy that that Furry Unlocked has is if there's an issue and it comes down to the question of, does that person get removed from the convention or not? You have to have at least two senior staff members agree. You can't just do it. You, no one gets an executive ban hammer to be like, bam, you're out, bam, you're out, bam, you're out. No. You have to get people together. And you have to have a consensus well, to make and, sure, and that way you have your check and your balance. And, and your so references far, appear not to have this. With that particular convention, we haven't, you know, with Furry on Luck, we haven't had to do a ban hammer on anybody, <laughs> thank goodness, yet. But, you know, I understand that with these larger conventions, you get a whole bunch of different people and, and, and things things happen. And, and I understand that, but I, I just feel weird when they get to a certain point where we will accept these certain type of people, but we won't accept these other type of people. And, you know, if you are listening to this show and you are in some sort of position to comment about this particular, you know, topic that we're issue a statement, (laughs) please, please feel free, you know, and we'll be more than happy to, to read it. Um, but as of right now, you know, the things that we have seen... Well, and I read the tweets explicitly right there. Yeah, no, you read exactly what was there, but, um, you know, maybe we're completely off base. This is what, you know, this is what our podcast is. It's for what it's worth. This is our opinion, and, and that's what it is. So um, we're not trying to make a call to, to rise of arms, everybody grab their pitchforks and, and go after your friends and start stabbing them for, you know... Um, for discrimination or or persecution. Discrimination. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, I think that me and Tugs were talking about this before. You know, the furry fandom is what you make of it. So, you know, if you have a particular opinion about things, stand up and voice it. And, you know, say what, what needs to be said. Um, because if you're not going to do that, then your life is going to continue to be shaped about what other people want instead of, (laughs) instead of you taking control and, (laughs) and standing up and shaping your life and, and your fandom the way that it, you know, the way that it's supposed to be. 
I don't know if that was good. That was it. That's it. Let's move on. (laughs) So we talked about that for 10 minutes too long. Sorry, guys. All right, next. We have the next topic, which is grilled cheese are delicious. Would you agree with this? Of course. Yeah. Do you ever put anything in your grilled cheese? Um, Ham. Ham? Ham is always good. Grilled ham and cheese. You ever do like grilled tuna and cheese? No, actually, but that sounds delicious. It is delicious. I have tried that actually before. I'm, I, it's kind of weird now, but it, when I was younger, I used to do. I used to put ketchup in my grilled cheese. Ugh. I'm not a huge fan of ketchup now, but Tugs hates ketchup so much. <laughs> I love putting ketchup on my eggs. So ketchup good. belongs no. in fry sauce. That's See, it. No, I'm now. I'm in complete agreement with you. Ketchup only belongs on fries and in fry sauce. What Not about, on fries. Or, or on no, fries is okay. No. Yes. Why are you putting fruit on everything? Damn it. <laughs> what about meatloaf? No. No. Why are you eating no. meatloaf? That That's the better question. That's crazy when people make meatloaf and put a half inch of ketchup on the top of it. Yeah, let me decide how much ketchup I want. <sighs> no, but grilled cheese are awesome. Yep. All right. Uh, next one. Hot music. Hot what's the hot, music. What's the hot music in your life right now? Gosh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I would I have to say that this particular song right now. Oh yeah. I could completely undress to and start stripping, <laughs> go on a pole. Well, it's funny because people always ask me, "What's your favorite this or favorite that?" And when it comes to music, I have no favorites because I listen to almost everything. See, my, like my, like my Pandora has, like, thirty channels that it just shuffles through because there's so much different music that I'm. I listen to. Okay, so we don't officially have a license for this, but under the Fair Use Clause copyright of the United States of America, I'm going to illustrate a point about a song that is currently hot that drives me insane. <laughs> so there are two songs I'm going to play to illustrate my point. I'll play you exa- Exhibit A, and then I'll play you Exhibit B, and hope that this is the right one. Get some volume going. Now, I'm, you haven't heard this, right? No. Okay. That I'm aware of. Okay, so this is a song by Kylie Minogue. It's a really good song, right? Yes. So I'm I'm chilling, listening to my to my radio the other day, and suddenly this other song comes on, and I was like pissed because nowhere in here does it make the appropriate credit it doesn't really give credit to the original song i felt mentally raped (laughs) when i heard this what the fuck have you not heard this have i not shown you this i feel like i'm pissed when i hear this Okay, so one is by Kylie. That's the original. And that second one's by uh, Alesso, who's a cool DJ. And he got the okay to use it, obviously. But in the liner notes, nowhere in the... I've researched this because it offended me so much. <laughs> he never ever gives her credit. You know, it. I I have this personal opinion, okay? This is, this is a form of appropriation, okay? I'm glad that you know that word. Appropriation, a good, lovely word that I feel like that every single <laughs> member of the fucking furry fandom should learn. 
of about appropriation. I have sworn so much in this episode. I, I don't it. know yeah, what is going on. But let me tell you, learn what appropriation is. You want me to ask? You, don't, you let's, know what? Let's look up on Wikipedia. This is going to make Rue mad, but it's kind of like a 12-year-old who finally learns how to square and mom's not home, so he thinks it's cool. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> let's see if this works. What is appropriation? Asking Google. Oh, it's not going to read it? Should I ask Siri? No, I want Google to read it to us. Let's try it again. Okay, Google. <clears throat> what is appropriation? Appropriation, the action of taking something for one's own use, typically without the owner's permission. Ah, that is not the... Okay, look at... appropriate. No, look at appropriation. Appropriation art under Wikipedia. Oh, appropriation. Because it is a different definition. As the use of pre-existing objects or images with little or no transformation applied to them, the use of appropriation has played a significant role in the history of the arts. Exactly. It's the same thing. You took someone's piece of art. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) But the the main thing is is this, that that I'm trying to point out. I'm not necessarily saying that appropriation is right. Um, There is definitely a level of, you know moral ambiguity of you know of whether or not that this is right or whether or not that this is wrong but people have gone into museums taken pictures of paintings famous paintings like the mona lisa and put it in a book and took credit for that particular painting of a photograph of it, that painting. But the thing is, is they never give credit to that particular artist. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that they are right. Um, you know, people have tried to sue them for that, but then they claim appropriation. What I am trying to get at is if somebody takes your picture of your persona and ends up doing a recolor or a trace, like for instance, if somebody takes a picture mm. of a fursuit, okay? A fursuit takes a picture of a fursuit and then traces that particular <laughs> photograph and ends up selling it as a commission. And they're using the model of a fursuiter. This has happened to Koru. Of a picture that has been taken. Guess what, guys? That is a form of appropriation. Can't okay? do it. You can't do it? Well, because you shouldn't you do it. Can. You shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. You can do it, though. But you shouldn't. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. There is no law that will protect your art. So guess what? If you don't want people drawing your fursuit, then guess what? Don't post your pictures on the internet. Well, hold there it. There you hold go. It. Hold it, though, though, though. Like I said, just because someone, you just because it's not illegal doesn't make it okay. Like, there's no, a certain, no, there's I, a certain I sense understand. of right and wrong. I, again, I said. Because you're kind of painting yourself in a bad way here, and I don't want you to. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I'm not trying to, you know, ruffle people's feathers. It's just, I, and I'm not trying to paint myself in a bad way. I'm just trying to say that people gain inspiration from other pieces of art that's fine and because that's what we have derivative work in copyright law if there is something that is a little bit similar similar give credit though give credit it is oh, it is you should give credit if you're going to appropriate 
it, you're, you're hitting on one of the sorest points of copyright law, which is what, what constitutes copying versus derivative. Um, and really, I think what you're saying is right. If you're going to do something that could be classified as appropriation slash derivative work, you should give credit. It is important to give credit to the inspiration because other people should be able to enjoy getting inspiration from that point too. But as far as a law standpoint... Well, no, but we can't but make a law I, I, for but everything. But I know, but I'm I'm just making this point out. Why? As far as a law standpoint, why are you making this point? If right, well, right, right now. What if What if we change the law? Then what's your argument going to be? Then that's the law. You are smarter than this. I, I you are smarter than this. Anyways, can I, I, don't you, call you, me dumb. I'm not. I'm I, just saying you <laughs> usually make a more solid argument than that. But I do have something to say that's com- that's sort of related to this appropriation thing. Okay, go ahead. I think that's I think you have finally got me to figure out why I'm so bothered by Alesso versus Kylie, because it feels like he said, "Well, your your stuff is not good enough to be on top of this track, so I'm going to sweep you off and do my own thing." And it's like, "F you, bitch." <laughs> maybe, maybe that's you know I could completely see that. Anyway, hi, click. What do you want to say about derivative works? Uh. Yeah. Nice. I know. I know, actually, I know ex- the specific incident that Rue is so passionate about all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Um, I don't know. It. I I agree you shouldn't. You're, you're both right. Obviously, there's not a law against it, but it, that doesn't make it right. Here's, here's what the actual Copyright Office says about this. So this can be the standard by which you make your opinion. Fair enough? This is how they enforce it in the copyright office. I still have my opinion no matter what. Right, but this is how they are interpreting the law. A typical example of a derivative work received for copyright registration in the copyright office is one that is primarily a new work, but incorporates some previously published material. The previously published material <clears throat> excuse me, makes the work a derivative work under copyright law. To be copyrightable, the derivative work must be different enough from the original to be regarded as a new work and must contain a substantial amount of new material. Making minor changes or additions of little substance to a pre-existing work does not qualify the work as a new version for copyright purposes. The new material must be original and copyrightable in itself. Titles, short phrases, and format, for example, are not copyrightable. Well, okay. All right. Well, but let, let me let me throw this out. So if somebody takes a picture of somebody, like somebody's fursuit. Right. Okay? And then takes it and takes the position and draws it. That's derivative because you're... That's changing it into a different media. Yeah, and that would be derivative, and that's fine. What I'm saying is, is if, if you take someone's, like, let's say a Marcy badge, because that's the one I've always seen. You take a Marcy badge and you trace it, and so it look when you trace something directly digitally, it looks like the original, right? And then you just change the colors on it. That is just a color change. That's a palette swap, basically. And that, under this definition, as they enforce it, is not copyrightable, and it would be a copyright infringement. So... I know, I, I'm going to make this point. So what if we went the other way around? What if you took a picture? I mean, no, you took a drawing. Okay? Right. You took a drawing that was in a position and you posed yourself exactly in that particular position and took a picture of it, uh, of you, right. in that particular position. That's that's derivative. Th- that's 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 derivative because you're not using most of the original piece in this new art. If you want to read more about what is a derivative work in this fun debate, look at the U.S. Copyright Office Circular. Uh, looks like it's uh, Circular 14. 
and it's the section is called derivative works and you can read exactly how that law is being interpreted by the people who have to do that and if you want to send hate mail to rue go right ahead well i hope what i'm hoping what i'm hoping is that your opinion may have changed a little bit in discovering this new information not really (laughs) (laughs) well you're just a stubborn ass no i'm not we'll ask the ass if you're an ass (laughs) well i'm the original but i'm the original no derivative works (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Oh, you know what? I turned off the music because uh, it's time for this. All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. What are you giving me glances for? That look. (laughs) Wow. All right, so we have a big old mailbag, so we're just going to go through these as fast as we can because this segment is going really, really long. This one is from Spark. He says, Hi, all. I just have a quick question to ask today. My question is, do you think that the new Tumblr feminism is hurting everyone, including women, in our pursuit for equality for all peoples? I personally see it as harmful. They're so radical that any non-woman is considered horrible and evil. I feel they hurt the actual feminism cause. Thanks for reading this, Spark. And I think there's a second email. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have oh. I have great advice for this. You ready? I don't even know what Where this new... all of us are men, so basically anything that we say about the particular situation would not be good. So we should probably not even talk about it. <laughs> no, no. It would it would it's it's unfair, but it's almost like a white guy trying to explain about whether or not that black people feel like they're you know, oppressed or feel like that, you know, that there's some unfairness. We're... What? You're not allowed to talk about that. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to say that, like, we unfortunately don't have those female parts, so we probably um, can't really. Those parts do not equal female. I would just like to point out. Well, they equal female in the biological sense, but not in the gender sense. Okay, well, I'm, I'm I apologize to those. Man, you sis. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's just my point of view. But at the same time, I could talk about how, you know, in the workplace, you know, sometimes men are viewed a certain way and they should be in certain roles and they shouldn't be a secretary. They shouldn't be, uh, uh, they shouldn't be an office assistant or they shouldn't be the one that's going and getting coffee or something. I don't know. How did you manage to turn Tumblr feminism into workplace gender roles? Well, <laughs> we got we, just because we're short on time, we can't stay here too long. I'm assuming that there's some kind of movement in which this has is like Gamergate. Oh, you're just a puppet. Is this what is this what this is going on? You look like you know what you, what, what this is. I, Not I, really. I don't. I'm just pretending I know. What Here's I'm the thing: about. if you're going to be behind a cause, <laughs> if you're going to be behind a cause, and we could probably all benefit from this, including we, be reasonable in your approach to it. And be accepting of other people's opinions. Because if you're just going to go, well, you're just a puppet of the blah, blah, blah. Like, what's her face? Uh, Gamergate woman. Whatever <laughs> oh, her name is. Yeah. You know what? This is just, great. just get over it. Yeah. Like, great, let people have opinions. It's a great opinion. I mean, great thing. You know, if people have different opinions than you, guess what? Debate them. It's okay if somebody doesn't agree with you. Yeah, as long as it's like a debate and you don't take it to the point of excluding select groups. Either we're in or we're out. We don't get to be picky about these things when it comes to stuff. Like, this is just retarded. Anyway. 
Uh, sorry we couldn't give you a better opinion, Spark. I wish we could. I, I actually tried to Google Tumblr feminism, and it was mixed results at best. So we're choosing to think it's something like Gamergate. But if you want to get a better opinion from us, go ahead and let us know with some examples or something we can intelligently speak to. All right, the next one. We're just working our way up from the bottom here. Yep. So I have it. It's um, Ra- Romulus. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Ra- I don't know. Ro- Logic doesn't tell Ro- me what it is. Me. Okay. Romulus. Romulus. Let's call you Rum. Good old Rum. I love Rum. I love Rum. Let's go drink some Rum after this. Uh, maybe. I have Wolfberry. Continue. So hi, for what it's worth cast. I've been listening for a while, and this is my first email to you. It's not an exciting one, but it's probably useful to you. Any whore. Yay, any whore. That's fine. <laughs> I was looking at the starter packs um, selection of your web- website and noticed a lovely typo. Um, season 3, episode 2, <laughs> your fist meet. You guys have no idea how Do's many of these typos and are on the site. Since I'm pretty sure you meant your first meet and not your fist meet, unless you're um, you're actually pun- punching people, you might want to fix this typo. Good job on the overall the show overall. Rum. That fencing riding black bear. Oh, fencing. That's cool. Well, what are your opinions, Rue? Oh, my opinions. Um. Well, <laughs> you did fuck up there, Tux. So. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I have mislabeled something in this season. I keep writing season two. We are so far away from season two, but I keep writing it. It's like when my parents would write, when they when people wrote checks. If you write checks in this day and age, I don't like you very much. They would write the last year for like six months into the new year, and I feel like I'm my parents now. Well, you know, and it's it's okay. You weren't here for most of season one, so it's it's really okay for you to, to like be like one season behind everything. Except that would be two seasons behind because this is season. Four. I guess that's true. You have no excuse. I don't. Stop. I I know. I'm glad he told me because I said I'd fix it, and I still haven't. So that's what I'm doing right now. Todd, <laughs> stop I, fucking up. I think it sets it sets an interesting premise. We need to have a fist meet. Is that where you where you go feasting? <laughs> no, fist. So, Leo's email. Do you have it, or do I need to get it? Um, I didn't have it. Okay, here we go. Hi, guys. Hope you guys had a blast at your meet. Meet? We didn't have a meet. But to make things fast, I remember you guys talking about an ice cream place that just got bought out by Jimmy John's. And by the grace of Jesus, I found it by accident. I had a good chuckle when I saw it. And now that place is Imger famous. Oh, he's talking about the old Snowgrove on 4th South. What are you doing down here not visiting us? Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a big black ice cream cone oh, that I always imagine. Yeah, they look like black <laughs> testicles. That's the first thing I thought when I thought. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, if they turn that ice cream cone into a penis, I'd be, I would not be surprised. He says, oh, and P.S., I finally graduated high school. Not to, never to have to deal with those jerks I called classmates again. Signed, Leo the Artiste. Would you like me to read the next email? Um... Axel's email? It's rather long. Okay, go ahead. He says, Hey guys, this is Robert Wolfman, Aka Axel. Short time listener, first time caller. We do that? 
I'm sort of new to the fandom, was only into the porn for years until this past TFF drew me in Transformation Fiesta. Ooh, been Transformation li- tells bursting out of pants. Been listening to your podcast and been really liking it. On your last episode, I was hoping for a look into the fandom's ties to the gay and dance communities, which are both known for drug usage. And I was interested in your opinion whether or not this is a factor in the amount of usage in the fandom. That was about it for this email. I'll probably write more in the future. By the way, I'm also a producer and I'll be sending you guys some music, so look out for that. He also sent a second email that day. Um... Oh, well, he said... Oh, here's the extra part. Another point I wanted to make in response to others' letters sent in was that drugs have been used recreationally when people want to meet up since before the dawning of civilization. So when one goes to a social event like a con or a meet, especially with a large number of people with various backgrounds, they should expect some drug usage and should go to those events knowing that. If they want to be around it, then maybe they should should consider not going to an event. I think he meant if they don't want to be around it. Um, you know, we, well, I don't know we, but when, uh, I ended up writing that episode and I did, I did for a brief while consider if we should go into the, is there a connection between drugs and dancing in the fandom? But the thing is, is that's so pervasive across all raver culture and dance culture in general that I felt it didn't fit explicitly within the furry fandom directly. So it was chopped out of the possible topics for that reason or the possible subtopics. Uh, yes, there's there people I know. I have friends that go get stoned and then go dance. And if that's what they need to have a good time, great. Uh, it's just not unique to us enough. I think that it's just it's I about don't... the same as anyone else. Like, obviously, it's not like EDC where I would I assume that a lot of people <laughs> toke up before they go. I just don't understand why people have to have some sort of substance to have some sort of like. I will. I can tell you why. Because because my person mowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh... <laughs> What's going on? Um, so the music scene. When you okay, I I I know that if you're high and you experience music, it's different. It's just a completely different experience. It becomes. It's almost like when you you know how like um Indian tribes will do like you know experiences where they get high and visit other universes or whatever, right? Transcendent stuff. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Uh, I haven't gone and smoked a bunch of weed or anything before a concert. I I will say that when I saw Kylie in concert, I got high off the music directly. But it was such a transcendent moment for me that I I can understand it. But it's just but, everyone's but choice. That that was you getting high off of music, and I'm not going to say that music is some sort of a drug. I know that some oh, no, people no. could say that. It no, is. I'm just saying it makes for a better experience for the person who wants to really get into the music yeah i just don't understand the people that get like fucked up and then they don't remember the next day i don't understand how that's fun personally yeah it's because you touch yourself at night <laughs> uh, I, I do touch myself at night okay you got the next the email time. yep um it says and uh, so i went to a furry con and had an absolute bat a blast this is from kazoo kazoo yep so by the way is- axel thanks for the email Yes, thank you for sending that. And I had a blast. This weekend, I attended my city's annual local furry convention, Furlandia, for the second time. I have to say that this second time around wouldn't nearly have been the uh, the awesome experience that it was if not for your podcast. The humor, banter, and discussion of and about the furry fandom helped me prepare for this second convention attendance. 
My first attendance was back in 2013, and I'd say it was only the odd experience at best. Even with it being such a small con back, um, back the, I, I still went in not knowing anyone and left the same way. The, I think it was a mixture of my lack of exposure to the fandom in the real world and my unfamiliarity with con behavior. This weekend, however, flew widely, um, flew, wait, flew wildly into a better direction. I still went in not knowing a single face, but determined to have a good time and start a few new friendships. I got myself to mingle with people, play games, go to a few events, and found that furries know how to have one hell of a good time. I probably met over a hundred furs and am keeping in contact with at least 20 of them still. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, they're a very generous and friendly people. I've been a fur for close to eight years now. I'm 22 and only just created my fursona this weekend when I ordered my first commission of badge art, which I have attached to this email. I absolutely look forward to attending next year and maybe even rain for us later this year. Do it. Thanks again for the first con talk and uh, the fursona creation episode and many of, of the other fun moments through your show. Rue, Tugs, Koru, and Firebreath, thank you for the work you do. Signed, Kazoo. And he has a Twitter, um, at KazooFA. And P.S. Postscript. Fursuit hugs are now one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, if you got permission. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. We could go <sighs> on a whole topic with that. I think it's... It'd be a good show sometime. Honestly, like people... If you do that it, show, I want to be here. Okay, <laughs> if you're going to get into a fucking fursuit, know that people are probably going to want to hug you, but at the same exact time, respect people's personal space. I'm glad that somehow we managed to help you through all our bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somehow, somehow our messages helped you, and sometimes we wonder why people listen. <laughs> just right? kidding, just right? kidding, just right. kidding. Well, let's get up to our last email. Thank you, Kazoo. And if you want to see his badge art slash other things, check the show notes page. Sorry, iTunes users. All right. This one's from, I don't even know how to say it. So, Forshil? Forshil? Forshil. If you have an unusual name, help us out and let us know how to pronounce it. He says, hello, Tugs. Yes, Rue, Koru, and potential guest. Your name is now potential guest. Yeah, yeah, I'm potential. This is Forshul, a cat from Ohio. <laughs> Thanks for making such a great podcast. Listening to you guys was a big milestone in my journey out of being uh, seven years in the closet fur and becoming an active part of a local furry community. My favorite episodes have been your episodes on baby furs, mostly because I got to hear about a part of the fandom that I rarely see and don't participate in, and it fascinates me. Similarly, I love the episodes you do on certain furry kinks, especially the ones that I personally don't have. You make it easy and fun to learn the new things to introduce to parts of the fandom. Way to go. 
But enough of that. I'm writing in because I have a suggestion for a potential topic for a future episode. Fursuit dancing. It seems like a decently large feature of the fandom, and I don't think you've covered it in an episode yet. As someone who's starting to take an interest in participating, I would like to hear the topic covered by my favorite furry podcast. Thank you so much for the awesome show, and keep up the good work, Forsel. I agree. (laughs) <laughs> I, no, it had not occurred be, to us to this email that we I could make a topic out of that. I think that would be a great topic. I we put it. I we, don't know anything about dancing, and I can't dance. But I think it would be a great episode. We have an idea bucket, and we put it in the idea bucket, so it will eventually happen at this point. Yes. So, yeah, I, I guess what I what we're trying to get at is, um, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, please feel free to send it to us because. You know, sometimes me and Tugs are like looking at the idea bucket and we're like, These ideas suck. <laughs> uh, what's going on? We don't have any inspiration through these topics. What's going on? So, you know, if you have a specific thing that you would like to hear, please feel free to email that to us. And if you don't want like to write out a full email, just say, I would like you to do a topic on this. You know, if you don't want us to, to read it or embarrass you or, or whatever. Um, you know, give us suggestions. We we do this show for you guys. So if you have suggestions, we would be more than happy to take them. So that's uh, that's it. That's the whole bag. Can you believe it? Wow, that was a lot. Was I good. know, right? Right? Yeah. So I can finally... Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. So, well, first off, thank you to everyone who sent in mail. Yes. And now a button. Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's time for housekeeping. Is this what you were talking about? I think so. <laughs> I thought that you redid the whole porno, zip down your pants and listen oh, to the email. Rue, like, I just love it so much. And I would be sad if you made me change it because... I'm not going to force you to change it. Okay. I just, no, you know, you were, you were going through... The well, look that he threw you when that started playing was totally worth everything. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is we've been using it for like a whole season. So that's well, what I was I like. I know, yeah. but it was just... Some I things. didn't know you were planning on changing anything. So the look you gave him was just like so off. Weird. Uh, you know what? Funny. The thing about bumpers in general, here's the rule of refresh for bumpers that I've been using. We can't change them all at once. We we do like we have to keep some common threads so everyone can make the journey safely. And then we get the ones that we left before like, eventually. Uh, but the mailbag is so near and dear because we're pervs and it's pervyish. I know it is <laughs> super pervish. And I think the audience likes it. Like I've had people joke about it with me, so. For now, it's staying unless you really want it changed. Okay. We have a huge, huge library of episodes. Whenever you see it, what what could help us as far as um, your show that you listen to is if you see some sort of like furry argument or, you know, somebody that's discussing a particular topic, whether it may be baby furs or, you know fursuiting or or different things like that we have a whole library of episodes and you can grab that episode and share that with them and i've done that actually multiple times if you see somebody that's dealing with suicide and you know it's a great library um for people to turn to 
Um, so please utilize it. That's what it's there for, is to help build the furry fandom and to help people that are in maybe dire situations or, or want to learn a little bit more about the fandom. It's true. I agree. Oh, see, now you like the music. <laughs> All right. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, we have social media. So Twitter, at for what it's worth. Facebook, I don't know. Yes, go to Facebook. Make comments on our page. How do you find it? Um, I'm pretty sure Facebook, it's not Facebook. I don't know. Facebook, type in for what it's worth and you'll find it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Add us mostly on the page because the group isn't... I'm not doing. I'm not doing anything really with the group. So add us on the page itself. Perfect. Unless you really want the group, then start using it, or it's going to go away. <laughs> uh, we also are, in fact, responding to our Google Plus page. Someone wrote us and said, "Hey, bitches!" So bitches is responding. Um, Fire Breath is normally in charge of that, but I I get notifications when we get stuff, so you'll hear from us there too. Um, and then lastly, if you have thoughts you want to share. You can do castitforwhatitsworth.com or you can do Rue, Koru, Tugs. Firebreath doesn't have email. At forwhatitsworth.com and we'll get that. Why doesn't Firebreath have email? Because the mail system's not in French. Oh. Despite well, the fact that it's hosted on Google. You know, I want to... You know what? Ask me questions. Send me something directly through my email. Rue at forwhatitsworth.com or Tugs at forwhatitsworth.com. We want to hear from you. Yep. So, let's talk about the next topic. Yes, what is the next topic, The next Tugs? topic was written in those other show notes, so let me grab those other show notes, and I will tell you, do, 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 do. the more you know, cover for me. Okay, <laughs> all right, so topics. So Tugs, we could talk about dancing for the next episode. We don't have a guest prepared on such show notes. But people, oh, we could get somebody. All right, let me go to the idea bucket. The idea bucket says... Um, we could do Grafers. We can do. We could get SK. Um, we or Evo. We can do gender in the fandom. I think that we've done enough gender stuff for, for now. For now. Um, we could do puppeteering in the fandom. We don't really have a guest for that. Yeah, we do. Oh, we've got a guest for that. But so we want to learn more about puppeteering. And about um, about puppets. You just stick your hand up an ass. <laughs> eh, let's Unless talk. it's a marionette. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you have any experience as far as with puppets or any form of puppeteering, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just have questions about what the hell is my computer doing? I don't know. We just launched <laughs> off into the sky, blasting off again. Yay! Ding. That's a great way to end the episode. There you go. <laughs> No, but <laughs> no, but we want to hear from you. So please um, send us emails about um, puppeteering, or if you have any questions. If you've seen like Fun Day, Fun Day Pophead show, or if you've seen furries that are walking around with puppets, and you've like, oh, that's kind of weird, or you have questions about it, or you know, different things like that. Mongrels is a pretty big one, especially after FC. Ah, uh, Mongrels is amazing. We're never going to get them. Go no. watch Mongrels. <laughs> uh, all right, so puppeteering it is. This, step, this segment has gone on way too long. So I think that's about it, unless there's anything you really, really want. Well, I could use, like, I don't know, maybe... Like... <laughs> 
I was gonna say a great big penis, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Just wow, this episode has been crazy. I've been like all it's it's because of this great big huge beans and brew drink that I drank before. Beans and brew brought to you by. Don't let him fool you. Worth. He's like that all the time. Right. <laughs> so this has been Rue. <laughs> wait, wait. We're doing this thing. Mm. We're ending. Right Why? Now. Oh, are are we doing anything else? Is there uh, anything else in housekeeping? Uh, hold hold it hold it. <laughs> One second, please. We need our we need our theme. <sighs> no. <laughs> this has been for what it's worth. This is Rue. All right, now you can do it. <laughs> this is tugs. And this is a click. And this has been for <laughs> what it's <laughs> worth. <laughs> Oh no 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 but I don't know coming from you to my ears blah 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 blah, blah. I don't know <laughs> fucking this and let's get in your car ah. <laughs>